Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Oftentimes after parent presentations, parents will ask questions or come up to me individually afterwards, and something that they often say about their adolescence is, you know, like, oh, cool, Nick. Like, I get it. Active listening, building empathy, needing to get to rapport. These are things needed to have a good conversation. But Nick, my kid just doesn't want to have a conversation with me. And I will then usually respond with some form of, well, maybe because of how the conversations go. So many of our youth experience the conversations with their parents as not so much conversations, but um, lectures. You know, advice, direction, judgment. You don't really consider it a conversation. So first question you got to ask yourself is, are you wanting to have a, a conversation? Because a conversation is different than a lecture. So many young people feel like it's not a conversation. It's an interrogation. You know, like, uh, like you're in a cop shop and, and uh, you know, like in one of those movies, you're sitting at the table. There's a two-way glass, and there's people watching, looking in, and the, uh, the accused is uh, handcuffed to the table, and there's like a light bulb, solo light bulb, like uh, uh, right above their head, and uh, they're, they're being interrogated. That's oftentimes what young people report conversations with their parents feeling like, that it's, it's an interrogation. It's, it's gathering information that could be used against them at a later time. I think many of them, if, if, uh, if they could, would often say, you know, um, I'm not going to really answer any of these questions until my lawyer is present. Um, my, uh, my lawyer has advised me uh, not to speak on this subject, mom. I think that would be the option that oftentimes they, they would go with. So think about that. Is it, is it a conversation? Because conversations are, um, you're interested in whatever they're interested in. There's 360 degrees of direction that a person can go into Uh, during a conversation. What do they want to talk about? What are they interested in? They get to guide, they get to go in 360 degrees of direction. That's truly what a conversation is about. It can go anywhere where the conversation goes. But it seems like, you know, parents are looking for a certain type of conversation, a certain topic. Again, maybe it's about school. Maybe it's about their responsibilities. Maybe it's about finishing that thing that they need to finish. That's not really a conversation. At least not an open conversation. So I encourage parents to create a new normal, a new pattern of communication, which is truly being open to whatever they want to talk about, truly listening. Not that type of listening where you're just waiting to get in there with your advice, your pearls of wisdom, but truly listening. That kind of listening, I like that definition, listening, you know, truly listening is, is being willing, open to being changed by what the other person says. Oftentimes I hear parents say, well, you know, my son is into things that I have no idea about. Like, I, I don't know anything about him. How would I have a conversation? You know, I don't know anything about video games or, or, or football or um, programming or robotics. 
You know, how would I have a conversation? I don't know anything about those things. I say, no, no, that's even better. It's great if you don't know about those things, their interests, the things that they know a lot about. That's awesome because guess what? They get to teach you. They get to inform you. They get to be the authority on something. They get to share information, educate you. It feels great to them. So I tell parents, no, that's even better when you don't know about whatever the thing is that they're super interested in at the time. And the final thing I'll I'll say about having good conversations is this. When you do have a good conversation with your child, freak out. Freak out in a good way. Pause. What just happened here? Because here's the thing. It wasn't pixie dust that caused the great conversation to happen. There were ingredients present that allowed for this amazing moment, this amazing conversation, this amazing afternoon. So pause when you have a good conversation and reflect, reflect and dissect what just happened here. And in doing that, I'm going to use the, uh, the, the science of habit. There's a great book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And he talks about how looking for five different cues. There's five different cues that kind of uh, uh, cue the brain to get us into some form of, of pattern behavior, habit, or routine, you may call it. So you want to see what cues were present to make this great conversation possible. And the five cues are location. So where were you when this great conversation occurred? Second, what time was it? Third, who is present? Who are the people that were there? Fourth, it's a sequence thing. So what did you just finish? Or what did your child just finish? What happened prior to the great conversation? And the fifth, feeling. What were you feeling? What was your child feeling when you had the great conversation? So look at those five cues. Location, time, what did we just finish? Who was present? And what were we feeling? And what you can do with those cues is replicate them. Make them happen again. Oftentimes when I talk to parents, they tell me that good conversations often happen outside. They often happen while walking. They often happen while driving. Something interesting about great conversations, they usually occur when the main thing that's going on, the main activity, if you described it, isn't a conversation. Meaning, we're going to sit down and have a conversation. Hopefully it'll be great. It usually happens when you're doing something else with them. Oftentimes, something active. Great conversations can happen on a hike, on a walk, on a car drive, at the game, while fishing, while shooting hoops, while throwing a baseball, while doing a puzzle together, while playing cards, a board game. Most people, and especially adolescents, are much more likely to open up if the main thing that they're doing isn't considered a conversation. It's a lot of weight. That's a lot of stress. And there's some really cool research that shows that, you know, good conversations happen while you're walking. The bilateral stimulation of walking has been shown to uh, uh, open up regions in, in the brain responsible for creativity, emotional intelligence, reflection. 
all these things that are necessary for really great in-depth conversations. They happen while we're walking. And while you're walking, you're side by side. I often see great conversations occurring when we're not staring at each other and not doing anything else other than talking. And the driving thing, yeah, you're driving, you're going somewhere, and you're, and you're faced in the, in the same direction, not staring each other eye to eye. Oh, I, I had this parent once say, you know, well, I don't have great conversations um, in the car with my kid. They get in the car after school, and I say, how was your day? And the answer is, fine, if that, if I get that. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just a, a, a frown. Maybe it's a don't ask. So I, 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 I asked the mom, like, maybe switch it up. Because, again, we are creatures of habit, and we get into patterns of communication. It's like a dance. And so if that happens every day, you know, that girl has gotten into a pattern of mom says, how's your day? Immediately uh, when she enters the vehicle, and she shuts down. So that's been hardwired into her mind as, as the response for that situation. It also, you know, kind of uh, uh, tangent here, but, you know, kids jump into the car and we say, how's your day? Their, uh, their feeling, their um, experience of that is often that we're trying to get them to, again, talk more about, you know, those outcomes, the stressors of school. And they just left school, so maybe they don't want to talk about it. It'd be like if your significant other picked you up, and the minute that you got in the car, they were like, did you talk to Bill? Did you send that email? Did you finish the project? Did you get the report in? You'd be like, what? hey, come on, um, can I have a minute? Could I just breathe, maybe? You know, decompress. So I encourage the mom, you know, in order to break some of these unhelpful, um, unhealthy, shut down communication patterns, we got to mix it up. So I said, next time she gets in the car, don't ask how your day was. Just drive. Maybe turn on the radio on. Get the music going a bit. She tried this and she came back. It was so great. She was like, I did it. Uh, my daughter jumped in the car. I didn't say, how's your day? Just started driving. Turn, turn the music on to, her, to you know, her favorite station. And it was amazing. Like 10 minutes into the drive, the music's playing. And I hear this from the backseat. Mom, you won't believe what happened today at school. And she's like, yes, yes. We have to switch up our dance moves. We have to switch up the pattern. And so going back to focusing on the positive, we're so focused on when the conversations don't go right. Pause and think about When's the last great conversation that you had with your child? Where was it? What time was it? Who was there? What did we just finish? And what were we feeling? And do your best to replicate. Make those ingredients happen again. Those ingredients come together and it can make for a great conversation with your child. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again. Thanks again.